Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor. With your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. And coming up in this week's show, some Incredibles news. Uh, Lord of the Rings is coming to Amazon, whether we want it or not. I may have found a decent X-Men movie, but first and foremost, happy birthday, Todd. Ah, thank you. Uh, I realized it was yesterday, but you know, it was we, yesterday. we weren't doing the show then. No, we weren't. Um, wanted to, we just... to, to share with you some little things. I found some people that you share a birthday with. I know some people I share a birthday, but but please, like, go ahead. Like, like like Owen Wilson, who I know is someone that you've heard of. Uh, <laughs> Linda Evans, which I thought was interesting, and that I briefly confused with Linda Carter and thought, "Ooh, you share a birthday with Wonder Woman." That would be cool. And that's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, David Ortiz, though. I did not know that. That's that's you, excellent. You and Big Poppy. Me and Big Poppy hanging. Uh, Kirk Kirk Hammond of Metallica. Nice. See, I'll that, take that. That's cool. Uh, Stephen Moffat from I'll, Doctor I'll Who take, and, and I'll, I'll uh, take that. A show runner. Show runner. Unfortunately, you also share one with Megan Kelly. Huh. Okay. Well, those are those are four I did not know. Okay. The uh, one I'll add because it's the exact same birthday is Warren Moon. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, which is cool. But Big Poppy, that's. Uh, that's a pretty sweet list. I'll take that, yeah, except uh, for the last one. I'll even take well, the last one. No, you're, you're going to have to make up for the last one by telling us about the movie you went to go see. Okay, I'll 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 make up for the last yeah, one by, by talking about the movie I went to go see. Uh, it 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 featured a woman of considerable power, not unlike Megan Kelly, except more powerful. Yes, I saw Justice League, which we'll talk about the box office in a bit. Uh, if if you're one of those people who looks at what critics say. Uh, by far the prevalent comment, as as our show friend and practically our only friend of the show, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Ted, uh, as Ted Hicks said, it's it's a beautiful mess, and you see that comment or something very similar to that in almost all the comments uh, I've seen. I read a lot of positive reviews of it, and all of them say, "Boy, this movie is really flawed, and boy, it really has problems, but it's still a lot of fun." And, and that's the important that, thing. It is a lot of fun. Uh, it has a lot of problems with it, but compared to the train wreck of Batman v Superman, uh, it, it fixes a lot of those problems. I have a feeling. I don't think as, it was a complete train wreck. It was just a minor derailment. Oh, uh, I thought it was a oh, god awful train wreck. But uh, anyway. Wonder Woman got them back on the rails. Uh, hey. This movie, this movie is not as good as she physically picked up the train and placed it on the tracks and shoved it. And got it going to about 80 miles an hour. Uh, they hit the brakes on. They pumped the brakes a lot on this one. <clears throat> to continue the god-awful metaphor. But, uh, you know, it's... It, it starts off very early in the film. Wonder Woman is standing high above the city. Surveying everything. Just looking for trouble, I guess. And Doing the Batman stand- thing? Kind of, yeah, she's doing the Batman thing. She's not crouching though; she's standing because she stands because she's and she should be standing. Well, she she's wearing be, a skirt. Yeah, she shouldn't be crouching. Yeah, that would be kind of yeah bad. Uh, but she's standing on this gigantic, almost eh, maybe three quarter size thing, Statue of Liberty thing. But it's a Statue of Justice, blind justice, you know. 
uh, she's standing on the arm holding the balance. And it's like, uh, why? I mean, it's, oh, we get the symmetry, the symbol, the symmetry, the symmetry, the imagery, the symbolism. That's what I was trying to say. Which we get that. Symmetry? Sim- symbolism Thanks. and imagery. and Yes. Symmetry. We get the symmetry. New word. Yay. Um, Thanks for hitting us over the head with it. We get it. You know, she represents justice. Thanks. Why, why, why stand there? I mean, it's such a, it's, it's stupid. Why would you fly? Oh, I'm going to jump up there or fly up there, whatever the heck she does. I don't think they've really established what she does. It's, it's asinine. And somehow she realizes, oh, there's a bank robbery going on. So then she goes and foils the bank robbery. But the movie has a lot of things like that, which are just pounding you with it, which is dumb. If you could uh, jump up and just stand on one of the arms of the Statue of Liberty, wouldn't you? No, I would go on top of a really tall building so I could see more. Ah. But that's just me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to talk about the flaws first so I can go back to the positive things. Because overall, there's more to like than dislike in this movie. So let me get the Yay. bad stuff out of the way. Cyborg, blah. I don't really care for the character to begin with, so that's part of it. Uh, they don't really do a lot with the character in here because he's just kind of a blank and he's, to me, he always been kind of a blank. So it's not that they failed the character at all. It's just a bad choice. Martian Manhunter, <coughs> hello, who's only been around on the team hmm, for, yeah, for a few decades, like the entire length of the existence of the team. Maybe you should have used him. Much more interesting character, the fish out of water thing, but that's okay. Um, Speaking of fish out of water, Aquaman, not really down with the hey bro dude version that they've done. I I, didn't do that in the trailers. Yes, you did, and you're absolutely correct. Um, Because it's not just a moment, that's the character, basically. And, And I get, because they're trying to lighten him up, they're trying to make him cool and relevant, but that was like cool and relevant maybe 30 years ago. But it's such a stiff character, the perception of Aquaman. Aquaman is a cool character, but most people don't realize that because it's just, oh, he talks to fish, which they bring that up in the film, which that's a very good part. They just, they mention it, I'll put it that way. And that's very smart that they're just throwing it out there. But they went so overboard. Basically, it's like, gee, we wish we could have gotten The Rock, but we already signed him to play Black Adam. So we're going to get the low rent version, who is Jason Momoa. <laughs> who has some of the who has some of the charisma, but he's he's like a low wattage version, I guess I'll put it that way. I like Jason Momoa, but he's not the rock. No, and it's basically what they tried to do, and it just he's okay. It's not that he doesn't work. He's fine with what he's given, but he's not given much. That's the problem. Um Affleck is He's fine as Batman. He, he only has a few good things to do other than the typical Batman stuff. He, those few good moments, though, he's excellent because he's a very good actor. Gal Gadot is Gadot. She's terrific. Uh, the Flash. Can't even think of the name of the guy who plays the Ezra Flash. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Thank you. I, I don't really care. Yeah. He does. He does a really good job, but I don't like what they did with the character because he's not any version of Barry Allen anybody's seen so it doesn't really make sense but i here's the thing they have a template a very rich template they actually have two they have mm, 60 odd years worth of comics and they also have justice league the animated version justice league unlimited which was awesome 
And exactly. And standalone movies like Flashpoint Paradox, which we've mentioned several times. Yeah. And Justice League War and Justice League Doom. Uh, those two movies are much, much better than this movie. That's the problem with this movie is you, you can't go into this film without expectations. Like, as we've said several times, Fantastic Four, for instance, if this had just been a standalone thing and no one knew anything about the characters beforehand, they just called them something different, it'd be a better film. Well, you can't do that with Justice League because if no. you don't know these characters, you're not, why would you go to the movie? You wouldn't. And so... Yeah. They've they've screwed up the portrayal of Aquaman. They've screwed up the portrayal, not terribly, but that's not Aquaman. It it, it is now for unfortunately a generation. Yeah, and that's not the Flash, but it is now. Um, there is there is there's enough Flash TV series which is getting it closer to the character to help yeah. with that one. But yeah, but it's just why go on this different offshoot and. As Ted asked me, because he hadn't seen the film yet, and I saw it Friday, and Ted saw it the next day, and he texted me and said, Ted's getting Ted's getting more play here than Ezra Miller, yeah. um, which is fine, because Ted, Ted is a more upright hero for justice. Uh, you know, he, he just... Ouch. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, he also listens to the show, which helps. Which helps. If Ezra Miller listens, Ezra will mention you more often. Yeah. Uh, and again, he's really good. It's just, I don't like how they wrote the character. He, he plays the character as written terrifically. He's, he's very good in the film. Can you tell which parts were Snyder and which parts were Whedon? And I said, I'm assuming any part that's funny is Whedon and every part that, right. And any part that's heavy handed is Snyder. And the, the and one more problem is the villain. Stop now I'm wolf. I'm assuming you had heard of Steppenwolf, and I'm not talking about the band, because if they had fought yeah. the band, God, that would be awesome. That would have been great. I would have loved that movie. Um, I was vaguely aware of Steppenwolf. I, w- yeah. I would not say familiar with. And, and and how big a fan of comics and, and DC comics are you, sir? Uh, On a scale of one to ten. Uh, yeah. Somewhere around a seven. Okay. Because I, I, I don't like to go that far on any scale. So finally, after 60 odd years, there's a Justice League movie. And who do they pick for the villain? Eh, Someone that most fans of DC Comics are vaguely aware of. Well, here's the thing. I actually have, excuse me, the DC Comics Encyclopedia, Mm -hmm. which is a huge book. Filled with phlegm, just like my throat. No, um, (laughs) it's a huge book, and very rarely do characters get a a a half page, right? uh, Or or anything like that. Um, I mean, yeah, Batman has four pages. Superman has four pages. Uh, I think Wonder Woman and everyone else is regular. The entirety of the Green Lantern Corps has four pages. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Side only has half a page. Okay, to give you an idea, because Dark Side being the big bad, right? Steppenwolf has a full page. Why would Steppenwolf have a full page? Because I'm th- what I'm thinking is back in like the '60s and stuff, Steppenwolf was a bigger thing than he is now. Mm. I think they have just shifted priorities. 
from Steppenwolf, who we eventually find out is a, a lackey of Darkseid. Shifting everything from Steppenwolf to Darkseid. So back in the they they what they should have started off with was Starro, who was the bad guy in the first Justice League comic anyway. They should have started with Starro, exactly. And they could have changed the portrayal because I get that a giant starfish would be kind of like, mm, that seems a little off. Everyone would go, really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. That's cool. That's understandable. But so you're saying that this is actually a love letter to the true long-term fans, and maybe it really is. Which I guess if, it is. If that was their intention, that's cool. But they should have done a better job with Stephen Wolf because it's such a generic big bad. Uh, he he has an axe and he's got a, and he's really really powerful, and no one can beat him. Uh, okay. Thanks. I've never heard of this one before. I mean, it's just it's. Steppenwolf is such an awful, awful character that Steppenwolf really isn't the main person they have to fight. They fight a guest star, and I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it for someone who hasn't seen it. But they fight a guest star who turns out to be quite important in the film. And if you've been paying attention at all, you, I'm sure you probably know who the guest star is. Uh, and the Justice League has connections to the guest star. I'll just leave it at that. Does he have a mustache? Uh, he did. Okay. He did at one point, but you can't really see it in the movie. So there you go. Okay. So now, if you've been paying attention, you know exactly who we're talking about without spoiling it for those who weren't that into it. <laughs> if you it. don't know who we're talking about, you should have been listening to the show before now. Ha, 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 ha. Exactly. One of the best scenes, and now I'm going to f- switch over to the good, good parts, stuff. the good yeah. stuff, is Batman has a very, very um, introspective, interesting conversation with Alfred. And it's it's about there's someone who has more humanity than, humanity than Batman, and Batman thinks they need to turn to this person instead of him. And that's very it's very insightful for that character, for a person who's been dispensing justice in his own way for 20 years in the context of the film, that he's basically he's lost his humanity if he ever had it, and he wants to turn to someone else instead. That's Joss Whedon. If that's Zack Snyder, I'd be shocked. I'm shocked. I guarantee you that that's Joss Whedon's influence there. Right. Um, again, Affleck is excellent. Everyone does a really good job with what they're given, so I'll put it that way. Uh, one more problem. One more problem. One of the characters has <laughs> way too much power for this to be a effective team because they don't really need the team because this one person – can handle Steppenwolf all by themselves. So the whole concept of, oh, it takes a team to do this is like, it falls apart because it doesn't take a team in the film. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't really understand why you played it this way because they easily could have written this character to be less powerful, but they chose not to. So, okay, away from that. Right. Again, everyone in the movie is really good. It's a very entertaining film. If you don't think about it too much, it's more entertaining. And it's ultimately, it's a superhero movie, so it's a popcorn movie. That's fine. But, but, and I just can't get away from the fact that Justice League has been done better so many times by DC. Obviously, they have the rights, so no one else would be doing it. But, well, picky, picky, picky. So if you've watched any of the animated universe, 
you're not going to be thrilled with this movie. You might like it because I enjoyed it. And like I talked to my kids and I said, yeah, you should go see it. It's fun. It's like, just don't expect a whole lot. Um, But compared to what they could have done, compared to what the path was until Wonder Woman came out. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a much better film than what it was headed for. It's, it's fun. Definitely go see it. Ignore all the negative things I said about it. Well, don't ignore it. I mean, that's how I feel about it. And it happens to be true too, but it is a fun movie. It's worth seeing. Um, now we can talk about the box office. Cause I'm a little surprised that the box office for it is not exactly terrific. Well, it's not hideous, but it's, you know, it, it's falling short of wonder woman. Yeah, it's it's not even going to crack a hundred million. Which, uh, again, considering <clears throat> what the expectations were, but but again, they're kind of they're kind of reaping what they sowed with the the the, the train wreck or the or the minor accident, however you want to view it, of Batman v Superman. Uh, it's uh, they can't be really thrilled. Probably, I mean, they're looking at a what a ninety three million dollar opening. Mm-hmm. Which you know nothing to sneeze at. I'll be happy to take that. If, right. If 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 you guys are going to have as much of a problem with it, then you know you just don't want it. Give it to me. I'll I'll be happy to take yeah. it. Yeah. But they were hoping for 120. Yeah. And their reports said it cost as much as 300. And and they'll they'll turn a profit because worldwide it's doing fairly well and blah blah blah. Yeah. But you know you you got to be kind of thinking you know they should have been they had to be expecting. Star Wars numbers back when they first started thinking of this and they're not going to come close to that. No. And it's, it's a shame because as we've said, we've probably said this on at least every other show since we started this show. Yeah. All you had to do was remake one of your dozens of scripts you already had available. Just go to your catalog, the animated catalog. And, and that's, that's the thing today is rebooting and rehashing. Here was a hint. Yeah, it's just I, I understand why they didn't do Flashpoint Paradox because that's too far be, off. Yeah, too far off the path. You haven't even established the characters, and you're doing alternates. You can't do that. But well, yeah, I mean, uh, and if you look at the books, uh, Flashpoint Paradox lasted like an entire year right. worth of comics, and it went into every single DC book, which you know they come out with fifteen or so a week. And you were talking, you know, 52 weeks. Oh, my God, that's, what, 700-something comics. Let's cram it into a movie. No, you can't do that. It's not going to fit. So. But one last thing I will say. Yes. Positive about the film. Yay. Go see it. Definitely go see it. But when the Blu-ray comes out or the digital version, however you choose to consume your films at home, uh, you'll be happy because it will have lots of deleted scenes and extras. And there will be the the special edition, which will probably be 30 to 45 minutes longer. That will be a better movie. I guarantee you. I can, I can see that. Because this is actually kind of a short movie considering everything that's going on with it. And you can tell, wow, this would have been nice if they'd set this up. They, I'm sure – at least I hope to God <laughs> they said they did set it up, but they cut it just for running time because we need more showings so we can make more money kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I fully expect that it's going to be quite a bit better. That it'll, it'll be a little more fleshed out at that point. So 
don't don't wait for it. Go see it because it's a fun movie. It's not a great movie, which and that's the disappointment. It should have been a great movie and it could have been, but it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Go see it. But it will be even better when the special edition comes out. No, there's some other Justice League news that came out this week. There is indeed that I'm not terribly thrilled with. Uh, one being the continued rumor of Ben Affleck leaving. Yep. Which I'm not a fan of, <clears throat> but there was a, a an internet poll done. I want to get your opinion on this of who should replace him. And the consensus in this poll was that it should be Carl Urban. Uh, do you think, I, I think I Carl. That I went, really? But yeah. Okay. I can see it. Do, do you uh, think that would work? Oh, I totally think Carl Urban would be excellent. Um, I was just talking with my kids last night because it was my birthday. Yes. And we were talking about Thor Ragnarok, which we we spoke about last week. Right. And how Carl Urban was sadly wasted in that film. That's one of the few flaws in that movie to me because uh, he's excellent. He's he's terrific as Bones in the new Star Trek. I mean, he's amazing as, yes. as Bones on that. He's also excellent in Dread. And if you haven't seen Dread... Oh my gosh! You need to see Dread. That's I liked un- him in Red. If you just drop the dur part, <laughs> he's he's ex- he's very very good. He would be an excellent Batman. Uh, that being said, I don't want Affleck to leave because I want Affleck to. I like the way Affleck is playing this. So Although, man, he looks really chunky, and I don't mean fat. He's just enormous. Yeah, and he just, it seems like he. I swear, it looks like he's gained another fifteen pounds of muscle. In this one from the the previous movie, it's like, Jeez. I know it's just because he needed it. No, yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's, but it, it fits. It's the older Batman, and that's I get that it fits. I'm not complaining, but it's just, dude, what are you? It's probably just the suit. Actually, I hope it's just the suit because my oh, god, I think it's just the suit. He must be working out ten hours a day and consuming fifty thousand calories otherwise, because Christ, he's huge. Anyway, hopefully it's the suit. <clears throat> Back see, to Urban. Yeah, Carl, I think Urban would be great. I like that. The thing was, Carl Urban, I thought, was a great idea. And then they announced, damn them, <laughs> that uh, if Affleck leaves, Matt Reeves, who is the guy who's making the Batman movie, this says week? that he wants the replacement to be, you want to guess, or do you want me to just go ahead and spoil this for everyone? Ryan Gosling. That's not too far off. Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm. <sighs> And right now, the the similarities between Jake Gyllenhaal and Ben Affleck would be the "I'm not filming right now" beard. Beyond that, yeah, I, I. Well, even with Carl Urban, yeah. here's the question: <clears throat> Yes, the Batman movie is it going to be the Batman that's currently running around the 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 Affleck character who's been at it for 20 years, or are they rebooting and going back to? They haven't said. They did yeah, say exactly. that. They're, that's they're a, kind of splitting off the whole coherent DC universe right, thing. Right. So they could do that. I, I hope they're not rebooting entirely and going all the way back to the beginning of Batman again. Please, let's not do that. But I also kind of would I either want them to go full bore and go old man Batman and just run with it or just slide back into – 15 years in his past from the current Batman that's in justice league. I would like either, either way 
Jake obviously doesn't fit the old the older experience. No. Twenty years running around as Batman, Urban could could do it, but even he, I think, would be better for just Batman in the prime of his career, or whatever. I guess I can see Jill Hall doing it. Uh, if you've seen him in some of his darker stuff, like Nightcrawlers, like oh, he can, he can totally pull off the weird, intense Batman. I'd rather see Urban personally, but so would I. Jill Hall can do it. Um, but again, it depends on which Batman we're getting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah, compared to Affleck, there's right the beard, the three day growth is the only similarity. So it depends on what what Batman they're doing. Hopefully, not the George Clooney Batman. Oh, gee, look, I've got the Batman credit card. Oi, I love love Clooney, but man, that was a talk about a train wreck. That was god awful. That almost that makes was. me want to see Batman v Superman again. I see. I, okay, if you had to. Watch either of those movies. Which one would you watch again? Between Clooney Bat and Boy. Clooney Bat. No, uh, Bat v Superman. That's a tough one. But see, you get to have all, all the most terrible jokes that Arnie ever spoke in a film, I think. And it's full of them. So, yeah. You consider that to be a good thing. Yeah, it's more entertaining. Right. And you get to see that Batman's cowl is actually mobile because Clooney does that head turn thing. Ah, so right. that he that he likes to do. So, other Justice League news that came out this week, uh, technically not specifically for Justice League, but Wonder Woman two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. I'm sorry, I've done Gal Gadot for a couple of years now until she said no. The T is not silent, and everyone went really. Um. The producer of the first one was Brett Ratner, mm-hmm. who has been, uh, guess what? There are sexual uh, assault allegations against him now. Lots of so Gal Gadot has said, if he's doing this, I'm not going to be Wonder Woman. Which would be a hideous mistake at this point to get rid of her. So, yeah, here's the let me just jump in and then go ahead. Um, at this point, there are two people that are critical, critical to that franchise. Brett Ratner ain't one of them. Nope. Patty Jenkins, the director, you got to have her, and and they've got her. Yeah. And Gal Gadot, you got to have her. Um, obviously, down the road, of course, he could replace the actress playing Wonder Woman because they, we know they will. And, but not, 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 not right now. You not can't yet. do it. No, there's lots of money. Brett Ratner is a wallet. That's all he is. Uh, they can find another wallet. Uh, I, you know, so even if it was just something personal, even if it wasn't sexual assault, you know, if she just said, you know what? I don't like him. I don't like him. He smokes when he comes on set. That bothers me. We should get rid of him. Well, star power is a, is a true living thing, uh, and he would have to be gone. If, if it was just for something ridiculous, he would have to be gone. But for what he has allegedly done, yeah. Uh, this can't even be a decision. This is just an automatic sign-off. Okay, that's it. Done. You know, regardless of how many millions it costs to buy out of the contract, they get they just can't. Well, if they can prove allegations, then they can get out of paying money. If they have to pay, yeah. who cares if they have to pay $50 million? You think you're not going to get it back opening weekend? 
yeah, he's he's out. He's you might out just of the get picture. it back this week. Get it back opening weekend because you got rid of him. Yeah, good point. So that's it's not a done deal, but that's as close to a done deal as there possibly could be. I mean, look. I mean, look what happened to Weinstein. Is Rep Ratner is nothing compared to what Weinstein. That's true. Power. So yeah, that's he's toast. And if and again, if he's done a third of the things which he's alleged to have done, he should be toast. Yeah. Uh, other Wonder Woman news this week that kind of snuck in. It wasn't really news. It was just a really you put it there uh, from yeah. the DC TV universe where. We've already got uh, some Justice League tie-ins in the Supergirl series. There is a Superman that pops up mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit in season two. Uh, in Arrow recently, uh, Oliver Queen mentioned, "What you think I'm the Arrow? No, it's another rich guy. I, I heard Bruce Wayne was in from Gotham, running around with a mask, and everyone kind of went. R- r- you, you mentioned Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Batman. This week on uh, Legends of Tomorrow." Because they had a female character they needed to drop off somewhere where she wouldn't be bothered by men. I'm not going to tell you who if you happen to watch the series and want to, don't want it to be spoiled. I'll spoil this bit for you. They drop her off on Themyscira. Nice. So there there could be a Wonder Woman showing up sometime on the DC TV universe uh, along with a Batman, which I think could be interesting. That would be very interesting. You know, no, no casting news yet. But, um, and speaking of comic books on TV, there was a a comic book series that came out recently that was panned. Nobody seemed to like it because it was originally advertised as, look at this big movie where we're releasing an IMAX. Mm-hmm. And they released a, a TV pilot on IMAX and that didn't work. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Go figure. However, the Inhumans, who were already a very little known, even among comic book people, uh, group of characters, I finished watching that series yesterday, and, and I realized it's been canceled already. There will not be a season two, and they did wrap it up after the whopping eight episodes. But this this occurred to me. That we may see them again in several other places because this series ended up being actually pretty good. Really? Well, I'll have to finish watching it. It it started off kind of wonky and everything. It did. But it was a TV pilot. Of course it starts off a bit weird. Should it have started off on the big screen? No, of course not. That it's that that's a marketing gaffe. Don't hold that against the series. Um because it wasn't a bad series. You end up really liking some of the, especially Karnak. Karnak I like. Um, you, at no point in the series do you not like Karnak. Uh, Medusa got better as the series went along, even without the hair. That's good. That's not a spoiler at this point. No, it's not. <laughs> um, Black Bolt will speak again. Ooh. And... If you don't know the character of Black Bolt, uh, he has a <clears throat> let's see how to pronounce, how to say this. He has a very impressive sonic scream that he has absolutely no control over. Therefore, he does not talk ever for fear of making people explode. It's like Black Canary amped up a, crank, a lot, cranked to eleven. Oh, 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 eleven hundred. I and mean, it, it's, can't control it. 
unlike at all. Canary. So yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. The the you will like a lot of the characters. Uh, Crystal, I thought was annoying, but we'll get over that. There's always got to be at least one annoying character, I think, in every series. Yeah, and we is. happen to know who it is here. Um, it was better than Iron Fist. Click. That's nice. We could bring this back on Netflix because it was just about as good and just about as quality as a Netflix TV series. It wasn't as violent as we get the Netflix series. But and there were also a couple other things that will link it back into the I think the cinematic universe because they hinted at the origins of the Inhumans, which come from the Kree Empire. Oh, gee, could that be a hint that the Captain Marvel movie Hello, could be Carol. linked into this? Hello, Carol Danvers. Um, the cool. Marvel uh, Avengers 4, when we start going cosmic and getting uh, you know, the, the whole intergalactic Marvel thing going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of have to bring the Inhumans in mm-hmm. on that, and they've established them a bit. They are no uh, – no, that's a, that would be a spoiler. I can't tell you that bit. Yeah, don't tell us that bit. But it, it ended up being a decent series, and I'm, I, I would like more. Well, now I'll have to finish watching it. Um, yeah, the whole thing, the whole tie-in with IMAX was, uh, like you said, that was critically fraud, the flawed. The reason they went for it is to get more money yeah. to make a better series, but they didn't get enough money to actually make an IMAX-worthy effort, which doesn't make any sense at all. So no. it, it would have been... They should have done this a different way, but for a well, TV I mean, it show. It was supposed to be uh, one of the movies that came out next year, but right. they reacquired the rights to Spider-Man, and someone's got to get bumped. It's going to be the Inhumans. And it's going to be the Inhumans, um, which is unfortunate for the Inhumans that it went to a TV budget. Uh, one thing is it won't be going to Netflix because Disney's starting their own streaming service, and well, the, the Netflix series won't be on Netflix, which is – Sad and and it's like you mentioned last week. It'll be interesting to see how much of how much of those shows did Netflix own, if any, et cetera, et cetera. So I can't imagine Disney's just going to abandon those because they've done so well. So I'm sure, regardless, it may sadly it might be a while because their yeah. focus is going to be on their Star Wars TV show. But I, I can't imagine they would just dump it. So I'm sure we will see the TV version, the small screen, let's put it that way. Right. The, the smaller screen version of Daredevil and the rest of the Defenders uh, in the future. And hopefully the Inhumans. That would be nice, too. And if they have to reboot it, uh, I don't think anyone would cry about recasting. If you know, if they have to wind up doing that because of... Because it's 20 years later. <laughs> God, it better not be 20 years later. That's sad. That would, that would, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. I was disappointed that the Inhumans wound up on the smaller screen. I was looking forward to a big screen version. But, you know, at least we got something. Uh, we also got a new Netflix uh, Marvel series. We did. Started Friday. <clears throat> not at a theater near you. In your living room. Uh, the Punisher series. I ha- I'll admit... I have not seen as much of it as I would like because my wife realized that you can stream uh, Will and Grace on Hulu. <laughs> That's kind of a different. Hmm. Guess where I didn't entirely want to go this weekend, but what are the options? Uh, we can watch Will and Grace or The Punisher. I don't know. What am I in the mood for? Why? Why? There's never been a more 
she's still getting over her surgery on her wrist thing. I let her do it. You're being the good hubby, as you should. I am, damn it. (laughs) Um, So, Punisher, how how far I know you've gotten into the series already. I've only seen four shows so far. Uh, Um, Well, well, I mean, it's 13 episodes I've I've had since Friday. My guy, I should have seen the whole thing twice by now. You should have. I should have. I should have. Uh, it, it certainly would not have been taking one for the fans. So far, I, it's excellent. The first episode, to me, was a little bit slower, as a lot of the Netflix Marvel episodes seem to be. The pacing seems to be a little shorter. Uh, but, which is kind of odd, because they've already started this character. They didn't really need to go that route. It's an, entire, an entirely different storyline from when he was guesting on Daredevil, which is which is good. I think that's absolutely fine, but is absolutely still the same universe without divulging who one of the supporting characters from the defenders universe does play an important role in Punisher. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, you, the character of micro is quite different from the movie portrayal. If you remember the, my gosh, I can't remember which one he was in. Punisher Warzone or Punisher Warzone? Yeah, I think he's in Punisher Warzone. Uh, anyway, Micro is a much more f- fully fleshed character, much more interesting character than he was in in uh, Warzone flick. Uh, John Berenthal is uh, cut to the chase. I mean, I re- I I really liked Punisher Warzone, but Berenthal is Punisher. He's excellent. He's excellent in this, and you get a little more background on on who he is, why he became who he is. Uh, he, he shows some vulnerability, which is uh, is like with Punisher, vulnerable? That makes no sense. It's like, yeah, but it actually makes him human as opposed to just this killing machine. But And he is definitely a killing machine. Um, there are at least two um, fight sequences in this uh, that make the best fight sequences in any of the previous Marvel Netflix uh, things pale by comparison. And, uh, but with guns and lots of blood and talk about violence. Yeah. Will and Grace, this is not quite the same level of violence (laughs) as Punisher. So if, if you, if you value your kids' mental health, you consider their age before you let them watch the Punisher because man, this is incredibly an incredibly violent show and makes perfect sense that they pushed back the premiere after real certain real world events. Uh, it was a, the right thing to do definitely. But uh, some of these sequences, I mean, they're so well choreographed as again, it's like the best fight sequences, for instance, from daredevil where it's almost like this ballet of combat, except in daredevil, he's just, beating people up and in Punisher, he's kneecapping them and blowing their heads off literally. And, but it's just so over the top. It's almost, it's almost like watching a John Woo film sequence, which is like the ultimate of, of action sequences. I mean, really, really, really good show. And again, there's a, there's a lot of depth to the characters. There's a lot going on in the plot as characters develop. All the supporting characters are really, really good. Uh, it takes a while f- for them to even reveal the big bad, which is nice. Um, That's a good thing. That is a good thing. And and actually, I can't I 
can't say for sure that this character is the big bad because I'm only four episodes in. Could be that he's just the next step up because the person you think is the big bad early on turns not not to be as as the uh, Marvel <clears throat> Defenders series go. Sometimes the big bad changes, and, which is fine because that's how cage. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, excellent, excellent show. And again, Baron Thaw, I'm so happy for the guy because he was really, really good in Walking Dead. And as happens with many characters, he did not last uh, more than a few series. So, man, he's, <laughs> he's, he's found a home with this. I would love, and it goes back to when you were talking about the DC universes and maybe they'll bring in Batman. I would hope. Well, Batman doesn't matter because who knows who's going to be playing Batman. But I would hope, like, if they show Wonder Woman that it's just a cameo and it's Gal Gadot. I mean, why not? I mean, give her just right into the contract for Wonder Woman 2. By the way, while you're filming this, we're going to film five scenes and we're going to put them in a TV show, but it's part of this contract. Since you're already dressed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seriously. Tie the worlds in together, and I would hope. They would do the same thing. Don't recast Daredevil when he eventually winds up on the big screen. You've got the perfect guy. Don't exactly. re- don't recast Luke Cage. Iron Fist, okay. I'm not going to cry about that one if that happens. <laughs> but Punisher popping up in a Spider-Man movie would be a beautiful thing because there's a lot of that's history where, with those characters. That's where he first appeared. Exactly. As a bad guy. And Barenthal Go deserves that. As Charlie Cox deserves it. I mean, it would be terrific. So I would really like to see both of those universes just, okay, have the film stars pop in. Just have them do cameos because the ratings will go through the roof when people find out. And with the DVR, they don't really rate DVR viewings. But you know what I'm saying is people will watch those things endlessly. Oh, my God, look, I can't believe they did this. Yeah. It's because the people portraying these characters on TV are doing an excellent job. They deserve, and obviously they didn't go that route with Flash because they've already change that but still you know it's just they're doing great it's, there's no reason they can't be on the big screen too no although we are getting some some weird things coming to the big screen uh yes we are marvel marvel announced that they're going to do two more uh not mainstream but spin-off movies uh spider-man is getting a spin-off movie with morbius the vampire from the Marvel Universe series. And, and the only thing is, is Blade involved? Probably not. Yeah, because I don't... I really don't get that. No. It, it Those were characters that you know, go together. But, you know, I, I don't think uh, Sony owns the right... Or d- does Sony own the right to Blade? I've forgotten. I have no idea who owns the rights to Blades anymore. Blade I've anymore. And if it's 20th Century Fox, that might not matter soon, and we'll talk about that in a while. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. But speaking of them, there's an X-Men spinoff. They're supposedly making a movie about the character Multiple Man, who is one of my favorite characters. I love the idea. The, the concept of Multiple Man, a character named Jamie Madrox, if you hit him, or if, he, if any kind of jarring thing happens to him he multiplies just pop there's a second one or you know um and and it can be something as simple as a a hearty handshake hi how you doing and you grasp hands and all of a sudden there's two of him and you go oh how how did that happen oh i'm a mutant it's a thing and he in the books he became a uh, a private detective which ended up being a really good series so could this be an x-men movie i like 
no, because they're talking <laughs> about having him cast uh, by or having him played by James Franco. And I kind of went, no, no, that means you're going to turn it into a stupid comedy. And I realize there can be stupid comedy things that go along with him. I have one that I wrote in my head many, many years ago that would have been wonderful to throw into an X-Men movie as a sidebar thing. They would turn this that scene into the entire movie. I don't want to see that. He's also done 127 hours. so That's true. Doesn't have to be a comedy. That's but, I mean, that's true. just kind of random to me that James Franco, unless he really likes the character, you know, unless he's, like, involved in it like Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. That's a possibility, I suppose. But uh, I'm not holding my breath. It doesn't. It just doesn't really make sense to me. It's like, why go there? Because James Franco carries baggage, exactly what you're talking about. People would may, maybe have some expectations, and that would not be the path to take if that's what they were thinking. Well, something else I don't get <clears throat> is Amazon, and we we announced we we said that this was possibly coming a couple weeks ago. Amazon announced this week, yes, they are, in fact, making a multiple-season adaptation of The Lord of the Rings, which inspired in me a reboot of my own, because once they announced that they were going to do this multiple-season adaptation, I saw in the internet comments that which would take the heart of me. A day has come when we forsake our a, 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 day, a day will come when we forsake our characters and break the bonds of brand loyalty, but it is not this day. An hour of orcs and dwarven shields when the age of reboots comes crashing down, but it is not this day. This day we reboot, recreating all you hold on this silver screen, dear. I bid you stand by your old beloved characters and watch new and inept directors twist and distort. All your favorite stories. Are you with me, Todd? <laughs> the answer is no. Please don't be with me because I don't want to be with me on this either. You don't want these lovely new sh- shows? No. Don't do th- You just finished something that. Uh, right. Okay, maybe The Hobbit. Fine. You know, make it more into the just the one the Hobbit story and be done with it. Yeah, I'm fine with them doing and they they could do. I can see a 13 episode version of the Hobbit. That would be fine. Maybe really more eight because it's not even long enough for 13. But don't don't remake the Hobbit film version because that's not the Hobbit. Just remake the damn book. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay, it didn't have Tom Bombadil. I care that's exactly, that much. That's exactly what I was talking again talking to my. That's, that's the only thing that was missing, and I didn't care that much. That's what I think. It it will be the first season will be nothing but Tom Bombadil wandering around the the meadows singing. Um, yeah, this these movies. I mean, these movies ha- did come out quite some time ago. I get that, um, but it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't. It really doesn't. They did that good a job. I mean, they're the the. the the oldest of them came out in 2001. So I get it. It's been 15, 14 odd years. And, and in Hollywood, that's like three lifetimes. I mean, we should have rebooted this long ago. We should be in our third reboot. But they're so well done, like you said, and they're constantly on. You know, they're they're constantly on one streaming service or another. Or and if they're not, they're on TNT all TNT weekend long. or TBS. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, it's, so they're always around. And it, it makes zero sense to... You know, why put your stamp on this? No, I mean, Hollywood was smart enough not to even attempt to redo 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, Casablanca for about 50 or 60 years. And then the new thing was promptly forgotten. Rightly so. Uh, yes. You, you reboot. And we've talked about this before. If you're going to reboot something or redo something, redo something that missed out the first time. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings, I, you may, yeah, there's some flaws here and there, but basically there's no way you're going to do a better version of it. So why are you trying? It, it, uh, it, someone it who doesn't like this idea. And, and I'll agree with them. It, well, actually, someone who didn't like the Peter Jackson version, which I thought was very weird. Uh, Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R.'s son, mm-hmm. uh, who this week retired from running the Tolkien estate at the at, at the very early age of 93. I was going to say, he's, he's got to have some years on him. Um, he said he didn't really care for the the, the theatrical version and as much as I understand that, you know, that's your dad's thing, I think you're wrong. <laughs> they, they, I think they did a really good job on The Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit was uh, longer than it should have been. But even that I thought was good. Um, just very odd thing to come out. The, the, the same week that they announced the Amazon thing that Christopher Tolkien pops up and goes, mm, no, nope, I'm leaving. Which maybe that's what cleared the way for it. Could be. Uh, there's there's no need for it. And there that, isn't. And and it, one of the major complaints when people do complain about the movies, especially the extended editions, is how long they are because and they're long because they put in so much material. It's like really, like you said, they they didn't really cover Tom Bombadil. But other than that, what is there to cover? More songs? I mean, I think they did enough of the songs. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Really, other than the fact that they must have gotten a bargain on the rights, because they because they'll, they'll get viewers, but it's just, oh yeah, it's just kind of bizarre. What an odd thing to commit to. Maybe maybe because there are they they felt there were no possibilities of sexual allegations coming up on the owners of the property. So hey, here's a safe one we won't have to can. So maybe that's why they went that route. <laughs> Uh, wait till you hear what Treebeard did. No, um, <clears throat> I'm mm-hmm. just throwing that out. No, they, uh, yeah, that, Amazon bought the rights to this. They're supposedly throwing $250 million a season at the, uh, at the, at the series. So I guess there's money, but at the same time, maybe they're just re, maybe they're reusing the old set because it's still there. Uh, for Hobbiton, um, so just you know, kind of like we're we're making a movie about Disneyland. Let's build a set. No, we don't need to. It's over there. Let's go. Um, possibly, I don't know. But speaking of buying things, uh, last week it was Disney who was wanting to buy 20th Century Fox, and that may or may not have fallen through because Comcast popped up and said they were interested. But that may or may not have fallen through. And now Sony has popped up and said, hey, we'd like to buy 20th Century Fox. And that may or may not have fallen through. It looks like 20th Century Fox is going to be sold to somebody. I, out of those three, I don't necessarily want it to be Comcast. No. Uh, because they don't own the rights to any other Marvel properties. Right. And that's all I'm thinking of in this particular merger. Sony would mean we could get a Spider-Man X-Men crossover. 
but I want it to be Disney just because we can finally get the Fantastic Four into the cosmic version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is where the Fantastic Four belongs, obviously. Uh, yeah, I would prefer to see Disney, although it almost makes Disney a little too powerful. But yeah. <clears throat> if Sony buys them, that's okay. But ideally... Dis- then they can work out a deal still. They did with Spider-Man. Exactly. Ideally, ideally, Disney and Sony go into partnership and do it. That would work. And they, they do a, a fitty-fitty split and just leave the people who are in Fox intact and they're running the show. And Well, actually, actually, whoever greenlit Deadpool, that person gets to run the show. That's who should be running the show, regardless of whether Deadpool, whether you enjoy it or not, made a lot right. of money. So there you go. Oh, not arguing that. So... I think even my cut version of the movie would uh, would work. Oh, totally. But the forty three the forty three minute cut of Deadpool. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I I didn't care for the background <laughs> scenes and just cut it down into one massive action sequence, and that worked for me. But not Comcast. We don't want Comcast doing no, that. I can't see that. Agreed. Um, speaking of seeing things, uh, we we mentioned some trailers that came out this week and last week. We did. That we, uh, thought we'd hit those real quick you you saw one called i tanya i did which i'll admit i'd forgotten about uh because tanya harding just doesn't come to my head readily as much as she used to but the winter olympics are coming up and and did tanya harding come into your head frequently sir is that the implication actually tanya harding was forced into my head because (laughs) she just never never went away no she didn't as, as much as I, you know, after a while, oh, God, what'd she do this time? Now she's doing porn on the Jerry Springer show. What? No, just off, away with you. So how's the trailer look? Does it look better than than her porn on, on whatever show that was? Well, I haven't seen her porn on that show, so I can't say, oh. can't speak to that, okay. can't make that comparison. So thanks for trying to trick me there, sir. Well, But I really want to say, yeah, it's much better. Um Less, by default less panting uh it looks really good looks really i mean it's a fascinating story uh just the concept because it's certainly it doesn't even seem real now it didn't seem real at all then it's like wait it what did. what happened the the person who the silver medalist attacked the gold the person who was going to be the gold medalist what how yeah so, with a crowbar or a screwdriver yeah and Margot robbie <clears throat> Is, she's excellent, and she's going to be excellent in this. And it's it's interesting they they deglammed her to some extent. Not that Tanya Harding is unattractive, Margot Robbie is more attractive, and so they did a little bit of makeup work, whatever. So looks a little more like Tanya again. Tanya, if you still have your crowbar, I'm not making judgments here. I'm just making an observation. <clears throat> it looks like it'll be really entertaining, very interesting because. Uh, and for a lot of people, this will be a, a new story, and they'll hear later, it's like, wait a minute, this was real? This is like the opposite of Blair Witch? It's like, yeah, this yeah. actually did happen. This is not a fictional tale. Nope. Uh, and we'll see how far they go off the path of reality, but the thing, they don't have to at all. That's what's, cra- that's what's so crazy about it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It seems really very strange because that's a very interesting character and, and hopefully Tanya is getting no money out of it and I'm sure she's getting a lot but I'm sure she is. for selling her story because she deserves no money because you shouldn't make money off in attacking off attacking somebody but anyway no looks like a good flick um 
Now, you mentioned this one last week because uh, weren't really sure what to make of it at the time. I want to know what you make of Roman J. Israel Esquire, <laughs> which has just got to be the weirdest name for a movie I've heard in a while. It's, it's, it's so weird. And, and you had said, well, maybe because it's so odd, maybe it will work because people will think of – People will go, what the hell? Yeah, I should, wander into a theater. They'll walk up to the movie theater and it's like, I know, it's, it's some movie with some guy's weird name and it'll be the only title up there. And they'll think, okay, I'll go. Unless they shorten it to Israel and they think it's a documentary and then they won't go. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Rome isn't in Israel. What the hell? It looks – man, the trailers look <laughs> awesome. Uh, Denzel Washington is fantastic. He it, – it's it's a if, – if anything that happens in award ceremonies is a crime, and of course it's not. But if there ever has been a crime, it's that he didn't win Best Actor for Fences. Because holy crap, he's incredible in that. Uh, he looks awesome in this too. Um and he probably won't win the Oscar for it either because apparently now they hate Denzel. They used to love him. Now they hate him. Um, it just looks great. It, basically, he's an activist lawyer who gets in too deep into something. And he's a bit of a hustler, like a major hustler. And he's not exactly a nice person. I mean, it, it's like, oh, my God, this is like the, the, the holy trinity of great character traits. So if, not for real people, but. You know, yeah. for film characters, and I am so looking forward to this movie. I don't care what they call it. Uh, Washington looks incredible in this, and 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 the good thing about when you see a trailer with him, you know it's better because because he's he's such an amazing actor. So cannot wait for that movie. Well, another one. I think you <clears throat> you're going to have trouble waiting for this one because <laughs> you've mentioned it several times already in the show. Uh, there's a new trailer for Deadpool two. Kind of. It was very strange. It was uh, Deadpool dressed up as Bob Ross. If you happen to remember Bob Ross, he's the guy on PBS who used to paint happy little trees. Now it's Deadpool dressed up as Bob Ross painting happy little guns um, and stuff like that. It was just a parody of Bob Ross done by Deadpool interspersed with very uh, seizure inducing clips because it was cut that way, uh, of Deadpool 2. Um, it even included credits for the Bob Ross show, including audio by Ted E. Ruxpin. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, if you saw the first Deadpool, you know what? There's more. Here it comes. Yeah. In, what is it? Uh, February? Same time the last one came out. In time for Valentine's yeah. Day, because it is a yeah. love story. As Deadpool tells you in the film... This is, a, this is a love story. This is a romance. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the first Deadpool movie, and I'm looking forward to this one. But, I mean, it, this is – everyone knew this was coming, so this is not like, oh, squee to me. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy when it comes out. That's not like I can't wait for it just because I know it's there. It's like it's in my back pocket. So right. when it comes out, it'll be there. So stuff like Roman J. Israel Esquire is more like, oh, my God, I never – conceived of this project so this is going to be like an extra bonus deadpool 2 is like that's that's like mom and you've been asking mom and dad for a new bike for christmas since july and you know it's going to be there christmas day so it's like you know it'll be there it's cool of course you have to have already had a bike that's the difference if i hadn't had a bike first then, it, then it's like the first deadpool movie so that's a different thing this is just ah. this is just the replacement of the bike this is the shinier newer bike that has a guy named cable riding it and kicks you in the head if you try to ride it so that's not really cool actually now i think about it damn yeah oh well um other trailers that came out and th this one 
I'll admit it threw me off because when I first heard they were making a movie about a mid eighties video game <laughs> about really big monster King Kong sized apes and Godzilla sized reptiles beating the crap out of a city. I would have thought that sounds like a really hideous idea to turn into a full length movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it matters that they put the rock in it. What I think is going to matter is I saw this trailer and went, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. They took what few story elements were in the video game, mm-hmm. put them in this movie, and it actually looks like a good and, and fun disaster film. It, it does, doesn't it? Which, which is terrifying. Cause <laughs> it how, does. How the hell can you turn this, this video game, which was a fun button-mashing video game, into a movie because it doesn't seem like you'd be able I think this might be one of the few good video game movies it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and of course you can't ask for more than that from a movie based on a video game exactly. uh, for the most part it depends on the video game well yeah some video games have some depth but Rampage not so much Rampage was not a depth game no it was a, not really I've got, I've got my joystick and press the buttons but what an awesome game that is. Such a fun game, still. It was fun. Um, this actually looks like a very entertaining movie. It really does. It, th- yeah. There's character development. What? For 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 the ape. Not so much for anybody else, apparently. But that So that's cool. It has a lot of the elements of King Kong, which they're borrowing from, which is smart, because he should. Um, or maybe closer to Mighty Joe Young, which would be more accurate. That's actually much more accurate. Which... One of them, that's an excellent movie, Mighty Joe Young from back in the day. Anyway, yeah, it does look like a lot of fun uh, compared to what I expected, which, like you said, is like, seriously, that sounds it awful. It sounds like a train wreck. It does. You know what? This it, looks it, really it, good. It's not looking like it. Now, literally, there probably will be a train wreck in it. But, well, yeah, because I, that was one of the things is you can yeah. stand at one end of the screen with one character and on the other end of the screen with another character and have them punch a train back and forth to each other. Exactly. exactly. So hopefully they do that. I can't believe that they would miss out on that. Uh, and the characters, all three characters are in there, the beloved characters. And I love the reveal at the very end of the trailer because you're thinking, hey, wait a minute, where's the – as I go, oh, there it is. So, yeah, it looks really fun. The only thing that scares me is from the people who brought you Sam Andreas, which – uh-oh. Yeah, I know, but I, it's probably it's just a lot of the same footage because they could use the exact same footage because I don't think anybody watched it, and now they no. just digitally insert the monsters, and it's like, oh look, we saved a lot of money on the budget, so it looks really kind of like when they use really the, uh, with the Klingon bird of prey that blew up in three consecutive Star Trek movies. Yeah, well, they had more than one, maybe. No, they they, they just reused the footage. They were they flipped it. <laughs> You think I'm kidding? No, I don't think you're kidding. I'm just laughing. That's 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 sad. That's no, that's creative. That's saving money so you can afford to pay guest stars, incredible guest stars. It's a shame they didn't in no. uh, generations. Anyway, but Rampage looks um, fun. It really does. Rampage looks good. The other trailer that came out is one that we weren't expecting to come out because they announced that it would be coming out in June, and thankfully. They it, the, the article I read was misdone because it's not the trailers coming out in June. The movie is coming out in June. The trailer, which is kind of a it, actually it's a teaser, yeah. came out yesterday. Incredibles two. 
which I is the only Pixar movie I've been wanting a sequel to. Uh, and it, it's picking up right where the previous one left off with the underminer yep. who uh, would be amusing anyway. It, 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 the, the teaser is very cute. Ending up with Mr. Incredible's hair looking like, uh, was it Hawk or animal from the Legion of doom that had the inverted Mohawk? Hawk had the inverted Mohawk. I think it was Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Um, it looks like Mr. T backwards. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he, because he had two Mohawks, Mr. Capital T. There you go. I guess. I don't know. That would be Mr. Pie. Ah, uh, there we are. Anyway. anyway Incredibles 2. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I am too. Uh, the, the teaser is uh, – the teaser didn't honestly didn't really do anything for me except establish, okay, this is where they are in the timeline. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. But – and it's just a teaser. All it is is just to say, hey, guess what's coming? So I wasn't blown away by the teaser, but I don't think you're supposed to be. No, it's just like I don't think so. It gives you an idea of uh, gives you a vague idea because it's a teaser of what's going right. to happen. And I, uh, it, but the news is awesome because that movie is so so. As we've said before, that is the Fantastic Four movie that we all deserved and never got. But except we got it, and they're just called the Incredibles instead. Because um, man, that movie is so good. Uh, yeah, it's, the Incredibles two is. Excellent, excellent news. Cannot wait. And Brad Bird's doing it again, so. Yes. Also fantastic news that he's still attached. No, actually, someone who isn't attached to something. That's a brilliant segue. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> ending the only, I'm going to call this the last story of the show because I didn't realize how long we've been going. Uh, <laughs> there's a talk of Disney doing yet another live action version of one of their animated classics. This time it would be Pinocchio, or Pinocchio, as my daughter calls it, <laughs> because there's an H in it, and that's how you pronounce it. Okay, good. Uh, Sam Mendes was supposedly directing it, but he has dropped out. Now, when this article came out that said Sam Mendes isn't doing it anymore, they also mentioned a few other things, namely that Disney is not the only person doing a live-action Pinocchio movie. Uh, there's apparently three in development. One is the Disney. One is uh, one that Robert Downey Jr. is doing for Warner Brothers. Interesting. And one, Guillermo del Toro is doing one for no one in particular yet. Wow. And it, I didn't care for Pinocchio. What... <laughs> I know a lot of people did, and that you know, fine. Mm -hmm. But three of them at one—is this kind of like when they did uh, what was it, Armageddon and Deep Impact and whatever the other asteroid movie was at the same time? Yeah, they. Uh, or uh, what Crimson Tide, Hunt for Red October, and Oh dear, we sunk sunk the boat. You know, or yeah, Hollywood loves this. Is you know, some word leaks out that someone's doing something. It's like the other studios jump on, um, and sometimes the film that the studio that jumped on later creates a better movie but okay so bob and, and guillermo need to talk and they need to just combine efforts and make the movie together that would be fun that would work instead of it might not work but uh, you know because i'm not That'd a be interesting yeah i'm not a big fan of the, <laughs> the pinocchio story either really but robert downey jr fascinates me in anything guillermo del toro guillermo del toro does awesome work 
And and then with a Disney thing at the same time, uh, one of these one of these three studios is going to drop out of the running because that's uh, what happens a lot of the times. And we know it's not going to be Disney. Uh, interesting. Funny that Just funny that very weird. funny that Mr. Downey is going to Warner's. He's going to the enemy camp after all these <gasps> years with with Disney. Well, it'll have to be after he finished Iron Man in Avengers Four. It would have to be. Um, I'm not. I'm no, really interested in the Guillermo del Toro version. That would be quite fascinating. I think there might be some kind of horrific elements tied into it, which. Makes it interesting because I mean, there's kind of a well. There'd also be some horrific elephants because it's <laughs> um, no, that would be Dumbo. That would be Dumbo. Uh, yeah, the, the the concept of this puppet, a wooden puppet that comes to life and wants to become a real boy. I mean, there's there's some really kind of terrifying elements to to this fantasy. And are they still making Chucky movies? Sorry. <laughs> Sadly, they are. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That'd, that'd be interesting to see who who comes out of of that. And then you see we'll, we'll have the inevitable Pinocchio versus Chucky movie. Yeah, and uh, that makes me sad. Which is a good place to end the show, I think. <laughs> Not with you being sad. It's your birthday. You're supposed to be happy. No, I, I'm I'm just going to be sad thinking about Chucky versus Pinocchio now, especially since Disney's doing a live action, and that's the other thing too. Of course, it's a live action version, so that could be potentially three live action Pinocchio films. How bizarre would that be? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. That Pinocchio, which sounds like a wine. It, it does sound like a wine. Sounds like glass of Pinocchio. I'd like a glass of Pinocchio, please. Yeah, which reminds me. That reminds me. One more thing. Oh yes, Pinocchio. Uh, would that be a white wine? That would that would be a, a pink wine, so it would go with beef. I wonder. I'm just kind of throwing that out there while he looks up. I wonder if Roberto Benigni is involved with any of those because this he's supposedly been wanting to be involved in in Pinocchio, a live action version for decades. True. The, the actor from Life is Beautiful. Uh, and a lot more than that, but that's where if people have heard of him, that's where they'll have heard of him from. That would be that would be kind of a crime if he is not involved. Three Pinocchio movies coming out, and he is not involved in any of them. So, you know, hopefully he's he he has a taste of one of these because that would be sad. That would make me cry for him. Life would not be beautiful. Aww, but you know. We'll live, yeah, and we will be fine. It does go on as the show will next week, yes. most likely, unless there's a Thanksgiving thing in the way. Uh, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see you next week, if not the week after. Goodbye. Oh, just subscribe to the show on on YouTube or iTunes or something, and you'll know when we're here. You will. We're just not here right now anymore. Good night, everybody. I think they would let me live in Montana. I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. Dawn, that's the end. <laughs>